The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets and the law prophesied up to the time of John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, there's always this uh, sense of things whenever you hear, you know, whenever you see uh, whoever has ears ought to hear, right? The, the sense that, that Jesus has just presented something that's not altogether straightforward, right? And he expects, um, he, he expects the people who hear him uh, to be puzzling over it. And, uh, and not, I would say, uh, for the sake of, you know, being obscure himself, right? It's not like, a, let me just be obscure here and then put it on you and you do your thing, um, he, there, there's something of uh, the, the very nature of what he's proposing uh, that, that demands the hearer puzzle over what he's said so as to kind of take, take it in for themselves uh, and, uh, and, and have it be, uh, so, I don't know, something that, something that goes down deep rather than just simply on the surface, right? It's the kind of simple... Um, whether it's whether it's kind of a lecture or it's a, a simple back and forth exchange discussion, it, it very likely is to stay on the surface, uh, unless there is some puzzling over uh, what has been said. And and here Jesus is proposing his own kingship. I know it's again it it is a little obscure, not only because of the way that he's gone about it, the way that he wants his his hearers to grapple with it, but we also haven't had what's what's come before which is Jesus talking about uh, John the Baptist uh, and, uh, and, the, and John's movement and uh, what the people uh, were expecting, uh, say, as part and parcel of the movement of John the Baptist. Yeah, so he is, he, Jesus is saying here that he, in fact, that he, Jesus, is in fact the king, but he doesn't want to say that out loud for for two reasons. One is because Herod Antipas has just killed uh, John the Baptist. Right? We get at least we get that um, that indication in the in the story in the in the in the gospel immediately prior to this. Um, but also because Jesus's kingship is 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 itself not the not uh, the um, the kind of imposition that the kingship of the proposed kingship of Herod Antipas will be, right? The, the one who is trying to make, make claim to that title, king of the Jews, right? He, no, here in, in the flesh, as John had said, is, is the king of the Jews, the Messiah, the one that they're waiting for. Now, you know, here we have this, uh, this um, how do you say, this, this piece where Jesus is saying that John is Elijah, the one who is to come. And you might remember that from, uh, from other gospel passages where, the, where John uh, is indicating that Jesus is the one who is to come, right, or, or that he might be the one who is to come. And his anticipation of the one who is to come is the Elijah figure. It's kind of the figure of, of fire, right, the figure of, um, you know, coming, coming judgment and, and the like. 
And Jesus is saying, no, I, you know, I'm the one who comes after that one, right? So he's saying, no, if you're willing to accept it, he's Elijah. John's Elijah, the one who is to come, which makes Jesus, again, the king. This is part of what we have to uh, puzzle over is like, okay, well, here, here in the flesh is the king, the one who comes after the Elijah figure, and this guy is not exactly what we expected him to be. Yes, yeah, so as we, there's something of an, an Advent corner that we have to turn, right? It's like, okay, we're here throughout the season, and of course, well into the Christmas season as well, that the theme of kingship, we say, okay, yeah, Jesus is, is the king, right? He, he's the king who has come. He's the king who is coming to us now. He's the king who, who is to come, whose, whose rule we not only await, but we anticipate here and now. We live, under, we live under his rule and live so as to advance his rule, right? But, but the question is, what is his rule? His rule is very different from the rule of Herod Antipas. And, and we get that in the passage as well, right? From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force. There are many translations of, of that little part of the passage, but the idea is that the time of fulfillment is actually breaking in. Right, the time. I'll say it. I'll say it again. <laughs> I'll say it again. This is this is an important part. The time of fulfillment is breaking in. Right, Jesus is on the scene. So John the Baptist might be the best of of whatever was up to that point, but now that the time of fulfillment is at hand, anyone living in the time of fulfillment, anyone living under the rule of King Jesus and working to advance His rule, is takes a, takes a higher, loftier position than any of the prophets that preceded them. And it's such a, that's such a heavy thing to, to grapple with, right? Because we're gonna, we'll think about John the Baptist. We'll think about Elijah and Elisha and, and all the rest, right? We'll think about all the prophets of old. Our role is to surpass theirs, is meant to surpass their, theirs, Yeah, is that too crazy? I don't know. There's a lot of puzzling over. This is part of the reason why he says it, right? It's like, we've got to puzzle over these things. That you're greater than the prophets? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Would that our lives reflect that? I mean, would, would that we could, we could preach that or hear that and think, yeah, of course, you know, because we see the miracles of God at, at hand every day because... Because I, because I know the transforming power of the gospel. It's been at work in me and through me for many years. Because I see that, you know, I, I already see the fruit, not only in my, in my life, in my heart, in my life, but also in the world, right? The people, likewise, who are, who are hearing the gospel of King Jesus, they're trusting and following him, and, and their lives are bearing the fruit of the kingdom, right? So, of course, of course, I know that the work that, that I'm caught up in, the kingdom work that I've been called to, uh, is, does itself surpass the, the time of anticipation. Right? But the time of fulfillment is, is now. Right? And, and we follow Jesus into that time of fulfillment. Right? So I, again, I don't want to make it so, in, uh, to appear as though you know, I'm, I'm loading this up on you. Like, you know, where have you been? <laughs> you know, like, what, are, what have you been doing? Right? What, where have we been? What have we been doing all these years? Right? I don't want to do that. What I want to say is that Yes, the, the kingdom of heaven is at, is at hand. We, we get to live into the time of fulfillment by trusting and following Jesus in all things. Right? So 
whatever that looks like in, in our life today, we're, we, are, we have been summoned by the king to live under and advance his rule. But his, his rule is mercy. Uh, and, so, and so our, say, recognition, our, our deep recognition that, that we've been claimed by mercy, uh, we, that we've been forgiven, that we're brought back online with God, that we've done nothing to deserve it, itself creates an, an outflowing of mercy in us. Yeah, and it's that mercy that is the time of fulfillment. Not only are being claimed by God's mercy, but, but are participating in it, in his merciful rule, and living so, so as to advance his merciful rule. That, that is our participation in the time of fulfillment. Yeah, so, and we get there by trusting and following Jesus in all things. He, he's at the head of this movement. If not for him, there's nothing, right? So it's not as though we're doing it of, of our own strength. Yeah, and, and we also do it, can I say, together, right? We're, we're made to be the body of Christ. So we may not get to see this thing or that, the effect of, of this faithful action or that faithful action. He's piecing it together himself throughout his entire body, the church. Yeah. He's, he's doing the work to bring that time of fulfillment into the present. Yeah, and, and then to, uh, to renew all things. It's in Jesus that all things will be renewed. And so it's, it's to him that we, that we give our sacrifice of, of prayer and of praise here and now and offer him the dedication of, of our entire lives so, so that living in his service, that, that what he has said here will be, will be true in, in every possible way, right? So that he's animating in us this coming of, of the kingdom and that we, we, in fact, will live now to see its, uh, its coming in, in power and glory, just as, just as Jesus is coming here and now in power and glory to rule, to rule over us, to save us, right? to, to animate and sustain us as we live into the call that he has, uh, that he has issued to us, that we live into the call that he has on our entire life.